You're listening to the voice of the Caribbean radio, your source for news, sports, and entertainment in the Caribbean. Good morning. Welcome to another edition of uh, Let's Talk St. Kitts and uh, Nevis coming to you live from our studios of uh, Voice of the Caribbean Radio on Central Market Street, Bastyr, St. Kitts. I'm Andre Hugh, your host. And uh, this week, if you've been looking at our Facebook page, we've just posted that we'll be interviewing Taliba Byron. She's an attorney here in St. Kitts and Nevis. And we'll be speaking with her about the upcoming Law Week, which starts on the 16th of uh, November. And we'll be talking to her about all the matters pertaining to the legal fraternity in St. Kitts and Nevis as well. So all that and more coming up here on Let's Talk St. Kitts and Nevis today here on Voice of the Caribbean Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. This is VOC Radio, the voice of the Caribbean. Building can be an exciting time, but also a long, frustrating and bumpy road. You don't have to travel it alone. Let Nagico take some of your stress away and ensure that your dreams aren't shattered by a disaster before construction is completed. With the Nagico Contractors All-Risk Policy, your building materials and the contractor's equipment is covered from theft, natural disasters, and fire. You will also have protection in the unfortunate event of an accident on site. So, before you get your development on the way, Check with your builder and ensure they have contractors all risk coverage from Nagico. Don't wait. Make your dreams a reality. Nagico Insurances. Fast, fair, and always there. We at Multigraphics are dedicated to providing quality products and service to our customers. Our team takes pride in the craftsmanship and is passionate about its work. Every job, large or small, is important. Most of our customers come to us through referrals. That's because our number one priority is service. We serve a wide variety of customers, such as restaurants, retail stores, manufacturers, trucking companies, and many more. Our capabilities include design, production, and installation. How can we help? We are located at Bird Rock at the Woods Wright compound. Call us at 869-763-1511 or 784-491-7599. Multigraphics. Feeling hungry and want something quick to eat? Then come to Quick Bites Bar and Restaurant located on College Street, Bastyr. At Quick Bites, we offer the best in hamburgers, fries, chicken, chicken nuggets, fish burgers, hot dogs, bacon dogs, egg sandwiches, salads, and much more. 
visit or call us at 465-5308 or call 663-3107 to place your order. Quick Bites on College Street. Comfort your taste buds with a quick bite. Quality Diagnostic Laboratory, your newest partner in your health care. At Quality Diagnostic Laboratory, we offer the latest in on-island clinical laboratory testing. We offer a comprehensive range of blood tests, urine tests, stool and other testing such as cholesterol and sugar testing, as well as hormone, kidney and liver functions and many more. Our team of highly qualified medical technologists, along with the most modern and accurate state-of-the-art equipment on island, ensures highly accurate and fast results sent directly and confidentially to your doctor. Quality Diagnostic Laboratory is located at the corner of Kayon Street and Fines Avenue, opposite the Greenlands Pasture, where parking is convenient and always available. Our opening hours from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday to Friday are designed with you in mind to facilitate those tests which require overnight fasting and still get you to work on time. We are also open on Saturdays, 7 a.m. to 12 p.m. for your further convenience. Quality Diagnostic Laboratory, making a positive impact on your health. Quality Diagnostic Laboratory, impacting your lives through professional skill. Call or contact us at 465-6657 or email us at info at qualitydiagnosticlab.com. Quality Diagnostic Laboratory. Excellence in performance. For all your printing needs at top-notch quality, go, go to, to Digital, Digital Print, Print Plus, Plus, located on Princess Street, Bastiers in Kits. At Digital Print Plus, you get the best in business cards, letterheads, envelopes, wristbands, tent cards, rack cards, flyers, brochures, logo designs, posters, photos, architectural designs, 3D renderings, and so much more. Digital Print Plus gives you the best quality at competitive prices. Contact us at 767-7468 or email digitalprintskn at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook at Digital Print SKN. Digital Print Plus for all your printing needs at the best quality. Sampling the best sound in Caribbean radio. This is VOC Radio. Welcome back to Let's Talk St. Kitts and Nevis. As I told you, we'll, be have, we'll have on the line Taliba Byron, and uh, she'll be speaking with us on the upcoming Law Week activities in St. Kitts and Nevis. And uh, we'll be also having a conversation with her as well on the legal fraternity here in St. Kitts and Nevis. Good morning, Taliba. Welcome. 
Thank you so much, Andre. Good morning to you and your listeners. Yes. Well, uh, first of all, Law Week starts on the 16th. I have that correct? The 16th of November? That is correct. Law Week starts this Saturday, the 16th of November, and it runs until next week, Saturday, the 23rd of November. Now, for, for those persons who are not familiar with Law Week, what really is Law Week? Yes. It's an initiative of the St. Kitts and Nevis Bar Association. It's something that we have been trying to do for several years now. And uh, there are a few key objectives of Law Week that I could just um, highlight for your listeners. The first one is education and awareness. That is that we try to use Law Week to educate the public on matters of significant interest to them and raise awareness of things that are going on in the legal sphere and raise awareness as well of the role that lawyers play in, in improving uh, our society, in bettering our society through preserving the rule of law and upholding justice. Uh, the second key objective of Law Week is to foster the strengthening of bonds among, firstly, among those of us in the legal profession and those of us who are involved in the administration of justice in general, so our magistrates, our police officers, our judges, they're all invited to fellowship with us during Law Week. And then, of course, we want to strengthen the bonds between us in the profession and with the public generally. So that is one thing that Law Week aims to do as well. Indeed. Thirdly, we want to use Law Week to demonstrate the Bar Association's commitment to social responsibility. That's something that we take very seriously. And we use Law Week to give members of the legal profession the opportunity to give back to the community in, in various ways. And I'll go through some of those ways when we look at the events for Law Week. And lastly, by doing all of these things, we hope to enhance public trust and confidence in the justice system and in the legal system in general. Before we talk about the, uh, the, some of the activities, um, you mentioned earlier that one of the objectives of Law Week is to um, educate people on the role of, of, of legal practi uh, practitioners. Do you find sure, that that yeah. is a challenge here in St. Kitts Nevis that people are not afraid or really know the role of, of lawyers and those who work in the legal fraternity? Some people know, but there are, there are many people who don't. And we realize that when, um, you know, some clients come to us with matters that ideally um, could have been raised with a, a lawyer, could have been consulted earlier. Um, you see that in court, a lot of people don't understand their rights. They don't understand that a lot of them, they could qualify for legal aid and get an attorney assigned to them by the state. A lot of people are not aware of those things. Um, so, yes, we, we do realize that there is room uh, to improve knowledge in that area, and we use Law Week to do that. Indeed. Well, tell us about some of the activities that will be happening uh, for Law Week this, starting okay. this Saturday. I can say that the theme for this year is innovation imagination and the law. And so you'll see some elements of innovation technology uh, coming through in the events. The first one that we have on Saturday morning is a continuing legal education symposium, and that is going to be happening at the Ocean Terrace Inn. So that is a seminar that we have where we invite the lawyers and the magistrates and the judges to come, and it is the main topic for it is uh, professional ethics and professionalism. And I think it's important that the public knows that we take ethics very seriously 
and we take opportunities all the time to refresh our knowledge on ethics and our members' knowledge on ethics, and we're going to be doing that um, this Saturday. We have justices of appeal from the Court of Appeal who are here this week, and they are going to be facilitating that session. We also have some leading uh, lawyers from our jurisdiction, Dr. Henry Brown, QC, uh, Mr. Emil Ferdinand, QC, who will be leading sessions as well. Um, so that is happening this Saturday. That's for us the lawyers to have that seminar. Um, Saturday evening, we have a dinner and dance event because lawyers have to unwind as well. Indeed. And that is going to be <laughs> happening. That's going to be happening at Carambola. Um, it's called Hyperlink. And it's called Hyperlink because we wanted to tie in the fact that we are launching our new website for the Bar Association and our social media channels at that event as well. Uh, so that's going to be happening Saturday, 7 p.m. until Sunday. We go to church uh, to worship at the Antioch Baptist Church in St. Kitts. In Nevis, our members will be at the Charleston Methodist Church on Sunday morning. So we take that chance to fellowship with each other there. And then Monday, we have our Advocates of Tomorrow National High School Debating Competition that is taking place at Burrock Beach Hotel at 5 p.m. And we extended an invitation to all high schools in St. Kitts and Nevis to participate in that debating competition. We had it last year for the first time. It was a huge success. All of the students and the teachers said, we have to do this again. Even though they didn't win, they said, this has been such a great experience for me. And I would encourage other students to participate. And so we're going to be having that debating competition. The first round is Monday, 18th November. And we're very grateful that we have, as judges for that competition, we actually have actual judges and magistrates and, and uh, senior practitioners who will be judging the students. So they actually get to show their stuff in front of people who, who, who know advocacy and who know public speaking and who can give them some real constructive, you know, criti uh, well, critiques and so on. Uh, so that's Monday. And then on Tuesday, we also privilege that Justice Eddie Ventos, one of our high court judges who's resident in St. Kitts, he will be giving a public lecture uh, at the UWE Open Campus in Fort Lands in St. Kitts. Um, it begins at 6 p.m. and the topic is Creators, Carnival, and Copyright Infringement, Time to Face the Music. And we think it's really timely because obviously Sugar Mass is coming up. I think the launch is this week, Friday. And, you know, we have the Soka competition, the usual Calypso competition and so on. We also have some legal issues that people may not really think about that have to do with copyright infringement. And um, so we want to take the opportunity to have Justice Ventos, who, by the way, has a doctorate from Oxford University in intellectual property law. So he's, I mean, he's, a, leading, yeah, he's a leading intellectual property rights expert. Really, I mean, he, he practically wrote the book on this. This is his area. And so we want to encourage the public to come on out to that lecture. Admission is free. And that's at the UWE Open Campus on Tuesday 19th. Then on Wednesday, as I said, we, we like to demonstrate that the bar has a strong commitment to social responsibility. And on Wednesday, what we're doing is we're going to have a care visit to the flamboyant nursing home in Nevis. 
uh, that's on Government Road, Charlestown. A delegation of lawyers will be going to fellowship with the residents at the home. Uh, we will be taking care packages for them. It's something we do every year, by the way. And they look forward to it. And we also have come to look forward to it as well. So that's on Wednesday we will be doing that. And then on Thursday in Nevis, we have a mock trial, which takes place with sixth form students who are doing law at the college in Nevis. And we have our resident judge in Nevis who will be presiding as the judge over that trial. So the students will get the opportunity again to have like a real life experience. Uh, you know, one team will be for the defense, one will be for the claimants and so on. And so that's going to be very interesting to see. Indeed. The public is invited to attend that mock trial as well and support our students as well. And then on Friday, we see the final round of the debating competition with the high schoolers. So we will see who will emerge on Friday as the winner. Uh, last year, I think it was the Bastia High School. So we'll see who wins this time. And then on Saturday, oh, I should mention on Friday, mm-hmm. it's very important. Uh, we have our free legal advice clinic. Ah, yes. Yes. Uh, yes, the public needs to know that. We have our free legal advice clinic. Um, in St. Kitts, your venue is the Newtown Community Center at 10 a.m. It's completely free of charge. No appointments needed. Just show up. And we'll have lawyers on standby waiting to hear from you, hear your concerns, and give you advice on any issue, family law, employment law, criminal law, whatever it is. Just come on down to the Newtown Community Center in Nevis. It's the Red Cross Building in Charlestown, and that's from 10 a.m. on Friday. And then Saturday, we culminate Law Week. That's Saturday, the 23rd of November, with a charity walk event. It's called the Moonlight Glow Charity Walk Run and Fun event. And it's, the fun comes in because it ends with soca aerobics. Oh. But it's yeah. So, and there'll be music and so on. Interesting. Uh, but it begins at the Fit Games Park at Bath Plains in Nevis. And we know you have the route you go through Charleston and so on, and then you end back up at the Fit Games Park where we will do our soccer aerobics. Uh, packages are just $50 each, and all proceeds are going to charity to benefit our senior citizens on the island of Nevis. All right, so it sounds like you have a real chocolate block of activities. It's, it's a very involved event. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have a very hard-working committee, and I, I just want to take the opportunity to applaud all of them. <laughs> all right. Now, in your, in, your, in your activities, I see you, you're getting the students involved. Uh, what has been the interest of, of young people and students in the legal fraternity, in legal career, in, in trying to develop a legal career? Oh, so much interest. We have a high level of interest. Um, we're asked all the time, different members are asked to come to schools for career days and things like that. And there's always a high level of interest in the legal profession. Um, some might say too high because some may feel that we have a lot of lawyers already. I don't really mm. subscribe to that. I think that if you want to pursue your dream, if you work hard, um, you, ha- you just go for it. And the market will sort out itself. That, that's, that's my view. But yeah, we have a high level of interest. From, from young people and from students. Why do you think that is so, though? Is it that the, the legal fraternity is seen as a, a money-making career or, or one that is, is very prestigious? <laughs> what, why, why do you think that is so? It could be a mix of that. I think, yeah, it could be a mix of that. And I think as well that young people see it as an opportunity where they can help others. They can be of service to their community. 
they can assist in, uh, you know, preserving democracy, quite frankly, and, and the rule of law, right? And so, so I think that's part of it as well. Now, shifting a little bit over to looking at um, the other aspect of, of, of the legal fraternity, and that is, of course, um, you have from time to time, and you do hear complaints from time to time for persons who say that they have been wronged or they felt they've been wronged by lawyers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and from every now and then, you have issues of ethics that come up. And I know yes. the Bar Association, they, they have a very strict policy in dealing with that. But how do you, and, and mm-hmm. earlier in your presentation, you also spoke about the fact that Law Week helps to improve the image of the legal f- profession as well. Yes. Um, yes. How, as, as lawyers, do you think um, that issue is being dealt with here in St. Kitts? I mean, from your experience and from seeing what happens in St. Kitts, uh, is it, is it be- getting better or, or are there still concerns? Yeah, Andre, we have a code of ethics. Um, and I think the public should be aware of that. We have an actual written code of ethics. We have traditional ethics that historically lawyers should follow, obviously. But they were actually codified into a statute, into the Legal Profession Act 2008. And so if anybody had any doubts as to whether this was just a practice or a custom, the law went and actually put it into a law, into a statute in 2008. And all lawyers are required and are bound to follow that code of ethics. Okay. Now, if you breach, if you have a breach of one of those um, provisions, there is a procedure that the law sets out. We have a disciplinary committee. That is, the Bar Association has one. And it has been active. There have been certain hearings. But the thing is, is that the public, those who are aggrieved, have to make a complaint. They have to lodge or file a complaint. The, the way that the law is now, lawyers can just get up and, you know, take an action against one of their colleagues without something more. So if someone is aggrieved, we can't act just on sort of a hearsay or sort of people know or something like that. You have to lodge a formal complaint and then you take the process further that way. But yes, there have been hearings and the committee, the disciplinary committee is active. The way in which you can lodge a complaint is that you can go to the registry that's at the high court at the square and you ask for a form and you just make your complaint. All right. If you're just joining us, this is Let's Talk St. Kitts Nevis. We have online with us Taliba Byron and she's speaking with us on the upcoming Law Week activities. Um, and, you know, we're looking not also at that, but we're also looking at, at aspects pertaining to the, the legal profession as well. Um, just going back to that question I asked you about ethics. Do you sure. find that enough people are taking advantage of that? Or are people aware? Because you have people just have this notion that sometimes, that, you know, lawyers are not honest and so they don't want to deal with a lawyer. Or if they do get agreed by a lawyer, they feel like there's not enough um, room for redress. Yeah. Even, though, even though you pointed out that there is indeed a mechanism to, to address um, concerns. Yeah, there, 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 there is this procedure, but I don't think a lot of people are aware of it. Uh, we we sh- we have some work to do to publicize it, I suppose. Um, and the website that we're going to launch this week, Saturday, will actually have on it. That's the Bar Association's official website. It will have on it some information that the public can use in the event that they are agreed. Okay. Um, public education, um, and we, we we I spoke a little bit about that earlier. Um, what avenues are there, other than just Law Week, 
to help yes. to educate public on the role of, of, of lawyers, of, of officers of the, of the court in, in, in that instance, or people who are involved in, 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 in the legal area. What avenues you can be developed or is already existing that can help to educate people? Because that is, is, is a concern. Well, Andre, um, as, as you know, journalists reach out to lawyers from time to time mm -hmm. to get information from them when there's uh, something happening in society that is raising a lot of interest. And I think lawyers generally are willing to give that information, sometimes not on the record, but for different reasons may not be on the record, but at least then it, you know, it's the media's um, opportunity then to take that information forward and, and, and publicize it to, to the public. But lawyers do that. Lawyers um, publish articles sometimes. Lawyers, as I said, we speak to high schools and we give lectures at other events uh, from time to time. But there is one thing I could probably foreshadow. This was not the time for me to do this, but uh, since you asked the question, I could probably foreshadow that the Bar Association has in the works um, a public education, an actual formal um, series of events that we're going to be doing. And it's going to be ongoing. It has nothing to do with Law Week. Mm -hmm. It's separate from that. And it, it is as to answer your question, right? It's something that is going to be ongoing outside of Law Week. And that is going to be happening probably later this year or early next year. We're going to kick that off and it's going to see lawyers speaking on radio and, and on TV and that sort of thing regularly. Ah, okay. Because that actually was going to be my next question. If you think more could be done, at least from the lawyer's end, to, to help promote yes. uh, or at least perform or inform people because that is, that is mm -hmm. like I said, you know, a, a bit lacking. Um, sure. So in, in, as Law Week is, we're gearing up for, for the start of Law Week. Um, again, if you could just give us an idea from the last for the previous ones that were held, the, the response to it. I mean, do you think that people have gravitated over the years to, to show a more interest into what lawyers do as a result of Law Week, based on your, your experience from what we've Yeah, yeah, before? I think so. Over the years, as I said, this has been going on for, maybe this, maybe this is the 10th or 11th year. Um, and uh, we took a break one year where we planned it, but I think Hurricane Irma and Maria happened and so on. So we took a break at some stage, but we have been doing it for several years. And yes, feedback has improved and, you know, uh, attendance at events have, has improved tremendously. We already have a lot of buzz about some of these events, the debating competition, the public lecture um, on the copyright carnival issue. A lot of people have already said that they're coming. Um, so, yeah, we feel very, very positive about the public's reaction and, and their responsiveness. Okay. All right. If, you, if you're not in a rush, I, I just want to take a, a break, uh, maybe about five minutes or so, and come back. Uh, I want to address some other issues um, as it pertains to Law Week and also the legal fraternity. If you're just joining us, this is Let's Talk St. Kitts Nevis. We're going to take a quick break and come back. We'll continue speaking with Taliba Baron here in St. Kitts on uh, Law Week and also matters pertaining to the legal profession. <laughs> Very unpredictable. Whether it's human nature or Mother Nature, don't get caught off guard. Protect your family, home, business, vehicle, and boat with a policy from Nagico Insurances. We offer the best bundle deals, so get more for less. Visit your Nagico representative and ask for your bundle today. 
Magico Insurances, proudly serving the Caribbean for over 35 years. Fast, fair, and always there. For all your printing needs at top-notch quality, go, go to, to Digital, Digital Print, Print Plus, Plus, located on Princess Street, Bastyr, St. Kitts. At Digital Print Plus, you get the best in business cards, letterheads, envelopes, wristbands, tent cards, rack cards, flyers, brochures, logo designs, posters, photos, architectural designs, 3D renderings, and so much more. Digital Print Plus gives you the best quality at competitive prices. Contact us at 767-7468 or email digitalprintskn at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook at Digital Print SKN. Digital Print Plus for all your printing needs at the best quality. Quality Diagnostic Laboratory, your newest partner in your healthcare. At Quality Diagnostic Laboratory, we offer the latest in on-island clinical laboratory testing. We offer a comprehensive range of blood tests, urine tests, stool and other testing such as cholesterol and sugar testing, as well as hormone, kidney and liver functions and many more. Our team of highly qualified medical technologists, along with the most modern and accurate state-of-the-art equipment on island, ensures highly accurate and fast results sent directly and confidentially to your doctor. Quality Diagnostic Laboratory is located at the corner of Kayon Street and Fines Avenue, opposite the Greenlands Pasture, where parking is convenient and always available. Our opening hours from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday to Friday are designed with you in mind to facilitate those tests which require overnight fasting and still get you to work on time. We are also open on Saturdays, 7 a.m. to 12 p.m. for your further convenience. Quality Diagnostic Laboratory, making a positive impact on your health. Quality Diagnostic Laboratory, impacting your lives through professional skill. Call or contact us at 465-6657 or email us at info at qualitydiagnosticlab.com. Quality Diagnostic Laboratory. Excellence in performance. Feeling hungry and want something quick to eat? Then come to Quick Bites Bar and Restaurant located on College Street, Bastyr. At Quick Bites, we offer the best in hamburgers, fries, chicken, chicken nuggets, fish burgers, hot dogs, bacon dogs, egg sandwiches, salads, and much more. Visit or call us at 465-5308 or call 663-3107 to place your order. Quick Bites on College Street. Comfort your taste buds with a quick bite. We at Multigraphics are dedicated to providing quality products and service to our customers. Our team takes pride in the craftsmanship and is passionate about its work. Every job, large or small, is important. Most of our customers come to us through referrals. That's because our number one priority is service. We serve a wide variety of customers, such as restaurants, retail stores, manufacturers, trucking companies, and many more. Our capabilities include design, production, and installation. How can we help? We are located at Bird Rock at the Woods Wright Compound. Call us at 869-763-1511 or 784-491-7599. 
St. Kitts and Nevis, a talk show and current affairs program focusing on St. Kitts and Nevis, the Caribbean, and international news. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. on Voice of the Caribbean Radio, join host Andre Huey as he delves into topical issues of the day. We'll open the lines so you can call in and be part of the discussion, and he'll feature guests each week to help shed light on the various topics of discussion. Let's talk St. Kitts and Nevis with Andre Huey. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. with rebroadcasts on Wednesdays and Fridays, also at 10 a.m. on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. Also listen on our Android mobile app and tune in radio. Voice of the Caribbean Radio, reaching the Caribbean and beyond. You're listening to Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. Welcome back to Let's Talk St. Kitts Nevis. Uh, we have on the line with us uh, Taliba Barron, and she is uh, speaking to us on Law Week and uh, matters pertaining to the legal fraternity. Just before the break, we were talking about um, redress for persons who feel as if they have been wronged by um, lawyers, and um, we've, we've heard so many stories of that from time to time. Um, one of the areas, though, that I want to, to, to broach you on is the challenges facing the legal fraternity here in St. Kitts. Uh, we know one of the things had to be, uh, well, definitely has to be the backlog of cases from time to time and, and persons feeling that, you know, delayed hearing of these cases is delayed justice in many respects. And I'm sure lawyers have those challenges dealing with. If you could just yeah. shed some light on that, please. Yes, uh, the backlog is one of our, probably one of the biggest ones. Some may say the biggest one. Um, and as they say, justice delayed is justice denied. And there's often a feeling of that. Sometimes even when you win your case five years later, it feels empty to you because the issue at hand is almost moot now. Or even the damages that you may win, it, you know, you've kind of moved on personally and it, it doesn't mean as much. Right, And so one of the things that we do wish to see more of is more expeditious resolution of cases. I have to say that the backlog ha is being tackled. We have since I think last year, the year before, 2017, I think, um, a new a second judge that was assigned to thank its high court circuit. Um, and that has really, really helped, especially in the criminal side. Because what it means is that Justice Ward now focuses, one judge focuses on tackling the, the cases on the criminal end, right? And so, you know, before it was just one judge who did everything, criminal law, family law, divorces, everything, constitutional matters that came before. And, and of course, some of those things would have had to take priority over others. But now is Justice Ward just dealing with the criminal end in the main you know, that frees up. So we have one other judge now, Justice Central, who, who does everything civil. So that has helped with the backlog, I, I have to 
policy. Um, another thing that should help is that the court, um, the Eastern Caribbean Supreme Court, that is, is launching an e-litigation online portal system. And it was launched here in St. Kitts in September. So they're going to the different islands and St. Kitts and Nevis got it in September. I think Antigua is getting it in November and so on. So what it is is that matters now can be filed online from the comfort of a lawyer's office. You don't have to print a whole set of things and take it to the registry and file them and deal with all that paper anymore. And that helps in terms of expenses for clients. Because, I mean, one case, honestly, just in the printing and, and ink for your print and so on, you're looking at probably thousands of dollars before you pay a lawyer. And if you don't have to print all of those, you just do it online. Nothing like that is involved. And that goes for when you have appeals as well. The, the appeal court is headquarters in, in St. Lucia. And ordinarily, you'd have to send things manually by FedEx or DHL down to St. Lucia, you incur those costs as well. But now with this online portal, that goes away. And um, so for all new matters, we, we've been filing online. All of the lawyers were supposed to attend uh, training sessions to help them and their staff as well would, would have attended to help them to understand how to use the portal and so on. And, and lawyers have been using it. So clients have already been getting the benefit of that. So I should say that that should help to ease things on the system. And, and it should help ease things on the registries end as well. A lot of times, sometimes, you know, just because of how paper is, it's hard to locate files sometimes. Files get damaged, water leaks into the rope, and it gets damaged, right? It gets, you know, it is old and it gets worn and that sort of thing. The registry still has things from the 70s and 60s. But anyway, mm. some, some titles and things like that, and you have termites and you have. So, so it's good to have this online system, and I understand that the registry is going through a process where they're scanning all of those old documents onto the system so that lawyers can eventually will be able to access, once they finish the scanning, will be able to access old files as well. What about, um, and, and, and I think you hinted to it, of, of course, with the application of technology. Is the court functioning yes. efficiently for, for lawyers? I mean, when you think of court recorders, you know, still transcribing... Yeah you know, word for word, and, and, and in the archaic way, if I may if you use it myself, the way they go yeah. about doing it makes the work a lot harder. Are, are yeah. you finding a lot of efficiency from the court system itself? There's, there's more that can be done. Uh, this is 2019, and there's so many um, pieces of new technology out there that I think we can introduce into our system. Yeah, there's more that can be done. I, I, I mentioned one thing that we are doing, which is the online portal, but there's more. The transcription is one is one area for sure. And not only is it tedious for the reporters, but again, when you look at if you want to appeal a case and you have to wait on that transcript to be, to be transcribed, sometimes it takes years because there's a backlog on that end, right? It takes at least months and sometimes, and sometimes years, um, right? So, Wow. So that, that indeed affects yeah. your ability to, um, to perform so, as well. And, and I know that there are systems in other territories. The Caribbean Court of Justice, for instance, uses a, a, probably the most state-of-the-art system that any court uses. And they're able to have their transcripts within a day. 
right? A, a hearing takes place in the morning. By the evening, the lawyers can get that, that, that recording, both video and audio, and as well the transcription, the, the text of it if they want, if they want that, right? So what happens now with our reporters is that, I mean, and sometimes the, the, the quality of the audio is not that good. So when you look at the transcript, like both sides, both lawyers are like, we didn't say this. This is not, you know, sometimes what the witness says is, is obscured and, and so on. So, so it, it would really help to upgrade that system. That, that is true, yes. Well, since we're talking about the court, um, I know the government had announced plans to um, have the, the court um, facility expanded to, to ensure that we could have the cases um, processed a lot faster. Um, where are we yes. with that uh, from, from what you know? From what I know, I pass and I see construction is ongoing. It looks like they have a first floor and I've been made to understand that it should be two floors to that building. So they're going up another floor. And what that building is supposed to contain is a magistrate's court, a new magistrate's court on the first floor. And then the second floor is supposed to have a law library, which should be accessible to the public and also a mediation center. So right now, when we want to have a mediation, we have to, we usually have to inconvenience some other person because there's no assigned room in the courthouse. And so often somebody has to move and, and sometimes we use the lawyer's lounge, which is not ideal. So they're going to have a, a dedicated mediation center at the building that's being constructed next to the courthouse. That's my understanding. All right. Um, let me jump quickly to another aspect as it relates to efficiency of, of, of the court. Um, yeah. And that has to do with, um, well, an, an area that I think um, a lot of people have been talking about. I know the Attorney General spoke about it and the government has made some attempt to uh, sort of, lack of a better word, do away with that. And that is debtors, debtors jail. Um, the, the matters that are being, there are a lot of legal, well, a lot of uh, financial matters, debt-related matters, credit-related matters that, that come to court. And from time to time, you hear people in the legal fraternity saying, well, you know, this kind of um, clogs up this system. You know, there are other matters that they need to address, but they're, they're dealing with the, these matters. We've heard of persons who, for example, who have had lawyers who would have pushed or would like to have matters of debt-related matters go to court even though they can be resolved outside of court so that they can get the legal fees that come with it. Um, I would love to get your thoughts on that because that is something that I know is a challenge and it's, a, it's an issue on both sides, on both the legal end and as well as from the persons who have to go to court. Sure. Well, the, the concept that we know as debtors jail, it's, it's not really debtors jail as, as it once was as my understanding was when it was in the 1800s, which is when, when you owe, you went to jail. What it is now, and it may be a, a subtle distinction that some may think is not that important, but what happens now is that you, you, you are um, committed to prison if you're found to be in contempt of a court order. So what that means is first, you, someone you owe, let's say you owe uh, your landlord for rent, and he takes it to court because you have not paid and he gets a judgment. So that is like a first step. Then the second one is if you don't comply with that judgment and to, to pay the rent, and not only if you don't comply, but you can, the landlord has to show that you willfully uh, refuse them. So in other words, if, if, if you owe and you can't pay, 
you shouldn't be going to jail if you owe and you cannot pay. It is only when someone can prove that you owe and you can pay or at least you can make some attempts to bring down the debt and you do not. That is when you're found to be in non-compliance with the court order. And with all court orders, generally, commitment to prison is, an, is, is a consequence. So that's one thing that happens. Some lawyers think that if you take away that consequence of going to prison, then people just won't pay debts because there's nothing, the worst thing that could happen to them is going to jail. And if that's not there, then they just won't pay. They just go about their, their day. And, you know, if they don't have any assets that you can seize, they don't have a car, they don't have land, or nothing that you can seize, then nothing happens to them. They, they're just free to. So some lawyers actually think that, not necessarily that they want to make money out of it, but just to secure their clients' rights. If their clients are owed money, then if there's no consequence of going to prison ultimately, then some people think that, you know, people just won't pay and so on. My view is that I, I, I would prefer to see the consequence taken away. I think that a lot of times, as has been said by, by legal scholars, too, what happens is you get the, the, the criminalization of poverty and so that persons who really can't afford it, because the, most of the people who are there, to be fair, are not, they're not middle class and higher. They're like lower, in terms of their income, middle income, I should say, and, and lower, right? They make a minimum wage. Um, they have a number of other obligations and commitments. And that, those are mostly the people. Yes, you have one or two who are willfully, they're not paying the child support and so on, but mostly, it's people who are in that bracket. Um, and I, for one, would like to see that come to an end. That's just me personally speaking. Right. I'm not sure behalf of the bad. Right, exactly. Because I, I am actually curious because I've, I've heard of people who make it a habit to go to jail because, you know, they don't have the money to pay or maybe they don't intend to pay so they don't mind going to jail for a few, a few weeks or months. And then, of course, you have the, the, in my view, the instance that, well, what's the point of sending me to jail if I can't go out to work to get the money to pay you. That so is it. It, it that defeats is the purpose. True as well. That is true as well, yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. You yeah. lose wages while you're there sitting exactly. in Exactly. So and then when you come out, you still have this thing over your head, hanging over you, that you have to pay. And exactly. thought you've lost days of wages, yeah. Exactly. So it does make sense to me. But anyway, um, yeah. what are some of the things, other than what you mentioned before, that you'd like to see you know, in the legal fraternity to help improve the way lawyers do their work and also to, the way, you know, to make them more effective in their execution of duties? Well, I think some of the activities that we have for Law Week are some of the things, I think, that um, are steps in the right direction. Uh, for the legal fraternity, I, I, I would encourage my colleagues to support the events. I know we have a lot of support already. A lot of our events are already fully subscribed in terms of ticket sales and things like that. So I, I really am grateful for that support. And, and the committee is grateful, I should say. Um, but those are steps in the right direction. Um, in terms of other measures, I would like to see... Um, blank, blank at the moment, uh, but mostly it, it, we've discussed we've discussed a lot of things. Right, right. So it, it will all come back. <laughs> all right. Well, before we go, we're, we're wrapping up in a bit. Um, again, just remind persons of the main activities that are happening for Law Week and um, how they can participate and be a part of the activities. Some of the activities that will be happening. 
Yeah, so let me highlight, thanks Andre, let me highlight again our free legal advice clinic that's next week, Friday, the 22nd of November in St. Kitts. It's at the Newtown Community Center. In Nevis, it's at the Red Cross Building in Charleston, and it's from 10 a.m. No appointment necessary. You just show up at the, the clinic at those two locations. So we want to encourage people to take advantage of those free legal advice clinics. Okay, the second one I would like to highlight is our charity walk, which is taking place on Saturday, the 23rd of November in Nevis. And that's our Moonlight Glow charity walk, fun and fun. And as I said, all proceeds are to benefit uh, senior citizens' care in Nevis, in particular the St. George's and St. John's Senior Citizens' Home in in Gingerland, which we understand is in need of some attention. So we want to encourage people. To sign up for that, you can register by calling Jackie at 469-7292 and just fill up your forms. Actually, the popular t-shirt sizes for the walk are running out, so we would encourage people to sign up and get their packages uh, as soon as possible. And as I said, the package includes uh, refreshments and the the, the t-shirt and the bag, and as well a soca aerobics pass at the end by a certified instructor. And lastly, we want to highlight the public lecture that the entire the general public is invited to at the UE Open Campus in Portland on Tuesday, 19th November. And it's going to be done by His Lordship Justice Eddie Ventus on the topic Creators Carnival and Copyright Infringement. It begins at 6 p.m. Before you go, um, I, I did have a question I wanted to ask you about the free legal clinic. Um, that is, some, is that only done for Law Week or is this an ongoing program from the bar? It's, it's for Law Week. It's a one-day clinic. But I should mention that there is a Sanctuary Legal Aid Center, which is a permanent institution. And that is located on West Independence Square Street. The difference with the, the Legal Aid Center there is that you have to qualify for legal aid. So persons, you have to show your wages and so on just to show that you qualify for legal aid. But our clinic, we don't have any qualifying criteria. Anyone can come to our clinic. So that's the difference. But I just want to highlight, there is that service, the Sankit Legal Aid Center, that is always available. And, and they can also go there to get legal advice as well. So even if they're not Absolutely. going to court. Yes. Not they can get legal advice, and they can get they, if they have a court matter and they qualify for legal aid, they do court matters as well. All right. Well, um, I'm going to let you go, but, but, but you know, I, I it would be remiss of me if I did not get your opinion on a matter that always comes up for debate, and that's the Caribbean Court of Justice. <laughs> um, okay. I, I would certainly love to hear. I know some lawyers say, well, you know, we should stick with the Privy Council. Others say well, we should do away with the Privy Council. The CCJ has paved the way and we should be going with the CCJ. What's your view? Andre, the thing is, is that, you know, I went to a debate last week. I was invited to judge a debate between some six farmers on this topic. And it occurred to me there that, to be frank, the debate should have gone a little bit further now as to whether, whether or not we should join. I don't think that is the issue. To be honest, we have joined, okay? We've signed on to the treaty that establishes the court, and we have paid all of the money that that treaty um, requires St. Kitts to pay to establish the court. So right now we're paying for a court in Trinidad that we do not access, and that's a fact, 
Okay, so those other countries who have signed on already, Barbados, Guyana, um, Dominica, Belize, they are getting the benefit of money that we paid in 2005, whenever it was, to establish that court. There's not another cent that we would have to pay in order for our appeals to go to the CPC today. So I think that people should understand that. We have joined. The only thing that has to happen All right, we seem to have lost uh, Taliba there, and, and she was actually getting to the climax of the point, so I certainly need to get her back on the line. Um, but yes, indeed, the Caribbean Court of Justice is, is always a topical issue that comes up from, from time to time, and I, I don't know why. Um, you know, as she pointed out rightfully, St. Kitts and Nevis has been paying to the court, but for some reason hasn't, um, you know, made the court its final court. We were trying to reconnect with uh, Taliba. I'm not quite sure what happened. I called us, um, but cut off. But I'm trying to uh, reconnect with her for the final, just for her to wrap up her point. It's seven minutes uh, going up to the hour of 11 o'clock. This is Let's Talk St. Kitts Nevis coming to you from our studios on West, on Central Market Street in Bastyr, St. Kitts. Well, unfortunately, we're unable to reconnect with her at this point. Not quite sure what the problem is. But we want to thank her for taking time out to speak with us on Law Week, which is coming up uh, this uh, Saturday, the 16th of November, as well as matters pertaining to the legal fraternity in St. Kitts and Nevis. And so she just outlined all the activities. We encourage you to go to as many of them as you can. Um, it's in... in it's interesting and it's also important because you will learn things as well, especially for those who are in the entertainment industry. Uh, talking about um, the um, uh, learning the copyright law, which is so important for persons in the creative industries, not just in the music, but also in, in performing arts and uh, the entertainment industry. Even in the media, there's a lot of uh, copyright matters that are uh, quite important. So it, it's important for us to um, make time out to go to that session as well. Now, for those persons in St. Kitts Nevis, and of course those abroad who are interested, we will have a, a subsequent report on this interview. We will uh, do that on our sister media entity, SK Newsline. We'll have um, uh, reports there from this interview that we've had with uh, Taliba. And uh, we will use the opportunity as well to um, generate uh, several uh, items from this because she did touch on a number of uh, um, topics. Really wanted to get her view on. The Court of Justice is unfortunate that uh, the call got cut off there. I'm not quite sure what happened. If uh, certainly on our end, or or, or phone is still up. I'm not sure if uh, something happened on her end. It's uh, five minutes going up to eleven o'clock. Um, so what we will do? We'll take another break, and then we'll come to wrap up the show here on uh, Voice of the Caribbean Radio. This is Let's Talk St. Kitts Nevis here on Voice of the Caribbean Radio. We'll be right back uh, after just a couple of minutes as we close off the show this week. Life can be very unpredictable, whether it's human nature or mother nature. Don't get caught off guard. Protect your family, home, business, vehicle, and boat with a policy from Nagico Insurances. We offer the best bundle deals, so get more for less. Visit your Nagico representative and ask for your bundle today. Nagico Insurances. Proudly serving the Caribbean for over 35 years. Fast, fair, and always there. For all your printing needs at top-notch quality, go, go to, to Digital, Digital Print, Print Plus, Plus, located on Princess Street, Bastyr, St. Kitts. At Digital Print Plus, you get the best in business cards, letterheads, envelopes, wristbands, tent cards, rack cards, flyers, brochures, logo designs, posters, photos, 
architectural designs, 3D renderings, and so much more. Digital Print Plus gives you the best quality at competitive prices. Contact us at 767-7468 or email digitalprintskn at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook at Digital Print SKN. Digital Print Plus for all your printing needs at the best quality. All right, we have been rejoined by Taliba um, on the line. We've managed to reconnect. Uh, we were trying to do that even before we went on the break. Taliba, you there? Yes, I am here. I'm not sure where I was when the call disconnected. I am not sure what happened either. Uh, well, actually, you were you were making the point. Um, you were just making the point actually that um, we uh-huh. we've been making our contributions as a country. It's just a matter of, and just as you're about to say that. The call got cut off, so <laughs> you could probably pick up from there. Okay. I was going to say it's just a matter of our parliament convening to pass the necessary act into law to transform us from the situation where we send our appeals to the Privy Council to one where we go to the CCJ. We do not need a referendum. We do not need any other step on the Constitution. We just need uh, that act. <laughs> to be passed by a majority of the of parliament. Mm. That's something that's fairly simple. And um, not, the other thing that I said <laughs> before I realized that I wasn't speaking to you anymore <laughs> was, that CCJ, was that the CCJ has heard, um, I think it's over 200 matters. And so for persons where some people think that it's just sort of a figment, it's just sort of an argument, should we have it or not? It's, it's going on with or without us. Well, with, with our money, but without us sending our appeals there. Yeah, it's, it's, they have hearings this week. They, they have lists on their website. They're going forward. So it's just for us to make up our minds. And that, when I say us, I mean our parliamentarians to make up their minds. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Well, you know, it's an ongoing debate. Um, people are somehow are fearful of going to the CCJ. They feel that it's going to have political interference and that it's too close to home and we should stick with the Privy Council. But you made a very valid point. Um, if you're paying your money, you might as well acquiesce to the court. I don't know what the issue is, really. Or either yeah, that or you it's, don't pay. It's funny. It's, it's funny that people talk about this closeness because even, even at discussions that I'm at where the CCJ is being discussed, nobody can tell me who those judges are. Like, you can't even name for me those judges so how can you say that they know you you don't even know them it's only like eight, it's only eight of them they don't you don't know them how yeah. do they know eight hundred thousand of us it, it's kind of like a it's not a fair argument i think to me and i think what it says about us as well is that we don't even trust ourselves it, mm. it says about us that if we have a son or a daughter who are supposed to be a judge nobody should take their cases to your son or your daughter because Mm-hmm. I mean, that's who those people are. It's they're, they're our brothers, they're our sisters, they're us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's mm-hmm. what we're saying. We're saying that Caribbean people are, do we don't have integrity? We're not to be trusted. We're not to aspire to high heights. That's what we say. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, Taliba, we're out yeah. of time. We want to thank you so much for taking time out to speak with us uh, this morning. And um, we look forward to the activities for Law Week. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Andre. All right. Not a problem. Okay, then. And on that note, Thanks. we end uh, today's edition of Let's Talk St. Kitts and Nevis here on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. Just a reminder that our rebroadcast of this program will air tomorrow at 10 a.m. That's Friday at 10 a.m. on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. So you can 
tune in to this. If you missed it, if you're just joining us and you missed it, you can listen to us again. Thank you once again for tuning in and uh, stay tuned to Voice of the Caribbean Radio, reaching the Caribbean and beyond. You're listening to the Voice of the Caribbean Radio, your source for news, sports and entertainment in the Caribbean.